Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah Bean. But I knew it was affecting my brain. And that the more seizures you have, the more you're likely to have, right? Um, and that you have, it, it, over time, it takes a toll. And that's disturbing, too, because we want to think we're sharp. I wanted to think I was sharp and I was well-versed and I, you know, could come up with the ideas I needed at the right time. But the seizures really do dampen some of that. And that's just a hard reality. Yeah. Um, so by this time we had, uh, we had become parents by adoption. Um, we had, uh, a young child and I had lots of help getting around and it was actually phenomenal and a wonderful experience, uh, to be a mom finally, cause that'd been a dream of mine. And so I had tons of help with when I had to plan the all the moving parts of going back for another brain study. Um, so the phase one, this time around, I did not dare to watch any videos. Um, and I got through, fortunately I was there. I think I was there about five days. Okay. And they said, well, good. We got some data, you know, and I had, this is, you know, you just have the EEG cords all over your head, but this, it feels like old school by then because I've done it so many times. Right. And then they said, well, we, we need the phase two. And that scared the living daylights out of me because phase two meant having multiple holes drilled in my head and wires inserted. And I mean, you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I have um, not had a phase two. I have not then, yet, but I've, I've, studied this and I've well, heard about this. It was, <laughs> you know, it was not on my bucket list. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but you have to, I mean, by the, I, I almost feel like I could teach the doctors a thing or two by this point in my journey. I was, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm still standing like the song by Elton John. I am still standing. So you better watch out because here I come. So the phase two was going to involve the, you know, all those, those holes being drilled. I had half my head shaved um, and I had to grip my teeth and say, all right, I'm going to suck it up because the outcome of this could be phenomenal. Um, and of course, then it's the waiting game of when and how the seizures will happen when you're inpatient like that. Cause yeah. you want to hurry it up, right? I want to hurry it up. Let's just get this crap over with, but there's no hurrying. That's the bizarre thing is our brains just do their, what they want to do. It seems like. So, I mean, I was, I did the sleep deprivation while I was inpatient. Uh, had, they had me stay up, you know, most of the night and then I feel all groggy and like you can hardly think straight. Right. Yeah. Yep. And at one point, I was so, I was, we, uh, Wayne and I were uh, having a discussion while, while I was in there with all these monitors on me and 
all those chords and everything and drilled into my head. And it was like, when, uh, all right, so what provokes seizures? Okay, we know the few baseline things, um, sleep deprivation. And then for some people, it's the flashing lights. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they tried that out, but that was never, that was never uh, what provoked my seizures. Okay. Um, for me, um, alcohol is, is a maybe, right? It's iffy. It's for some of us, it's more of a delicate balance than others. I could always, over the years, I mostly avoided it, but I would have a glass of wine here and there and it seemed fine. So <laughs> while I was doing the brain study, we convinced the doctors to bring me a prescription glass of wine. And that was a that was a great memory and it was horrible wine, but I did it because <laughs> it's, like, and it's like, all right, come on, come on, make my brain start seizing, you know? Did it work? Um, and the phase, so once I got, what'd you say? Did it work? And it didn't even work. That was, ah. that was the crappy part. <laughs> but the phase two, um, I did eventually, I mean, I, it, it didn't take me too long. Um to start having seizures um, once those wires were inserted. Um, uh, I, I had seizures the first night I was there, which I, we didn't expect at all. Wow. Um, and had numerous ones. And the doctors looked at the data and they studied it. And, you know, I held my breath. And then they told me, we think you're a great candidate for a laser ablation. And I said, hallelujah, let's plan this thing. Let's get it on the calendar. Yeah. And so it was an amazing hope filled time to say, look, you know how much I'd come through because by that time it had been oh, 15 years since diagnosis. Okay. Well, and or close to it was by the time I had my surgery in February, it had been 16 years. And in well, February, almost, almost um, half of your life by then, because you were 19 when you got diagnosed. Right. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, I knew no other normal of adulthood. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, I went in, I was just feeling this mix of trepidation and excitement and a hope. Um, and I, and I, um, I knew the risks, of course, you know, you sign your life away, um, and all the papers and everything like that. But by that time, not much scared me anymore, you know? Um, so I was ready and I went in, um, this was, February, it was, what, what, <laughs> it was 2018. Okay. And they had, you know, I did all the, the typical, let's get your brain, you know, ready for another brain procedure. So this time um, it was February, December. So it was three months after that phase two where they drilled all the holes in my head and I found, um, you know, along the way you find out that you can live with and 
not just survive, but, but somehow, but thrive still through all of this. And you know how, I think one of the big discoveries is that you, you do learn how strong you are. Um, Amen. And so I, this time I went in and I only spent one night in the hospital. So the actual laser ablation, I would say was actually, was less, um, sorry, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding the words. It was a smoother procedure than that phase one or phase two. Okay. Truly. Yeah. Um, it was, it didn't involve, um, now having to go off the meds or having to, because we'd already done all that stuff. Yeah, so it was already, it was already I was told ready. after this. Right, right. So I was told after the surgery, now it was just uh, a wait and see. It was a total wait and see if this had worked or if it had been uh, at least somewhat effective. And the recovery was, you know, it was a little bumpy, but this is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting, son. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much.